0: Hi everyone, this is Happiest, episode number 41, the glue that holds us all together. I'm your host, Susan Chattis. I'm an author, artist, and teacher, and a very grateful member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. And just like you, I'm out to find the happy. In this podcast, we will be searching to find the happiest moments in every situation. These are some of my stories. I hope they will help you feel lifted, happy, and hopeful as you search for your own happy in this journey we call life. So are you ready? Let's go. Hey everyone, welcome back to the podcast today. Last time we talked about the contagious effect you can have by just showing others more kindness and the transmittable impact of simply smiling. Today we're going to talk about how important it is to finding our happy as we foster good social connections in our lives. So, how are you? And how are you doing in your own journey to find more of the happy? Along with you, I am also on my own journey to find the happy. I have my own gratitude notebook that I fill out each week. As I search for the happy moments in my life and the tender mercies that I receive from my Father in Heaven every day. In the last podcast, Join the Angels, I was also pushed forward in my own life to show others more kindness. And I have to tell you, it totally worked. Sometimes I think of myself as someone who is kind of shy to talk to people that I haven't ever met before. But this past month, I was determined to give kindness a try. So um, this past December, my family went on a trip, and I decided to really try to get to know the people around me. And like the story of the taxi cab driver from our last podcast, I tried to find something that everyone around me was doing so that I could compliment them about it or just tell them thank you for doing a great job. I met William from the Philippines, who cleaned our rooms every day, and tried to tell him thank you every single time I saw him. I talked to an amazing girl at the guest service's desk, and told her she was easy to talk to, and was doing a great job. Our bus driver and our tour guides were fantastic, and even those I met who didn't actually speak English— I tried to share a smile, a wave, and a thumbs up to thank them for their service and their help while we were there. Once the trip was over, my family and I arrived at a very crowded airport that was packed since it was right before Christmas and flights had been delayed that day. So, finding a place for all of us to sit, to wait, seemed unlikely for my family. There were no empty chairs anywhere, and people were sitting in aisles and anywhere they could find. Finally, we found a small space by a window that hadn't been taken yet, where we could at least sit and wait on the floor. Near the window was one lady sitting next to an empty chair that had her bag on it. I asked her if it would be okay to use that chair. At first it looked as though she might say yes, But then, without looking back up at me, she just said no, and said that the bag had something precious in it that she didn't want to get broken on the floor. I immediately heard the words in my head respond with something like, well, that is rude. But as soon as that thought happened, I pushed it away and made room for a new thought an idea that I have learned this past year while doing this podcast, that it is always my choice of how I will react to people and situations around me. So instead of being frustrated or annoyed or mad at the lady because she wouldn't share an extra chair with my family, as I walked away, I went into curiosity mode and started to wonder what she might have in her bag. I thought maybe it was a precious gift from a grandmother that she had just visited. Maybe she had something to give her daughter for Christmas that she hadn't seen in a long while. I have to tell you that I was amazed at how fast my feelings toward the lady changed, and my thoughts, instead of mad or frustrated, went back. Care and concern. And I remember I felt a type of, I want to just call it happy freedom, that it really was my choice to choose how I would react. And the circumstance of the lady not sharing would not tell me how I would feel. I am reading a new book called Flourish by Dr. Martin Selgman. And in the book's preface, He talks about how happy the people are around him who, as part of their professions, teach positive psychology. They research it, they use it, they practice it, they read about it, and they write about it. He says, the people who work in positive psychology are the people with the highest well-being he has ever known. Learning about And putting into my own life tools that will bring more of the happy in it has brought more of the happy to it. Knowing that it is possible is life-changing. So instead of being mad, we settled down by the window on the floor. As soon as we started to settle down, a young girl close by, sitting by her father, stood up and offered me to use her chair. I told her no, no, that it would be okay on the floor, but she insisted that she could go to another place to share a chair with her sister. Her father nodded his head and also told us to go ahead and take her chair. I told him thank you so much and then thanked the girl again for being so kind. I told the father what an amazing family he must have to have a daughter that would share her chair like that. And before long, we started talking. I learned a little about his family and why they were on their way to Miami. He was from another country, and he was there with his wife and two other daughters, who were all separated, sitting in different chairs in different rows at the airport. Soon, another daughter came over to offer her chair also. Their whole family was so kind, and I felt grateful and happy to know them. After an hour or so, we stood up to gather our things so we could begin to board our plane. I felt a tap on my shoulder and turned around. Our new friend and his family stood behind me and wanted to tell us goodbye. Their plane was ready to be boarded also, but they wanted to say goodbye and told us to have a safe trip and a Merry Christmas. I wanted to reach out right then and give them all a hug, but I refrained. Standing in a busy airport right before Christmas with brand new friends, I felt a bond, a happy connection, and a kind of grateful joy for having another chance to join the angels just because someone was kind. Someone told me once that whenever you feel grateful joy, then that is a tender mercy sent from God. Since then, I am always on the lookout for the tender mercies that come into my life by way of grateful joy. It was amazing to me again that day that the journey to find the happy was right inside every journey we will ever take. Whether it be at a busy holiday airport or in the grocery store with a long line, there are many things we can do to give lift to our lives. I truly believe no matter where you go, no matter where you live, no matter the circumstances in your day, there is a pathway to find the happy readily waiting as a choice you can make for your life. You really are able to find what you are looking for. If you are looking for the happy, that is what you will find. If you are looking for reasons to be annoyed, angry, or up in arms at the lady who wouldn't share her chair at the airport, then you will find that too. In one of the happiest places in the world, Disneyland, I actually heard on the news this very past week that Disneyland and Disney World have added a new courtesy section to their websites in response to an increase in fights at the theme parks, I am just amazed by that. The happiest place in the world needs more kindness. On their website, the section was added to Disneyland's list of top things you should know area. And it says, quote, We ask all who come to this happy place to treat others with respect, kindness, and compassion. The added notice is in response to an increase in fights at Disney theme parks. Disney World added the section in the middle of December, and Disneyland added it right around the holiday season. The new wording on Disney World's website reads, quote, Be the magic you want to see in the world. You must always remember to treat others with respect Kindness and compassion. Those who can't live up to this simple wish may be asked to leave. Truly, what the world needs now is love, more love, and kindness in every day, in every way, even at Disneyland. Kindness, by definition, is an acknowledgement that the worth of another person is as important as the worth of yourself. And I love that. I think kindness really is a superpower that can move us mere mortals to perform mighty magical miracles as we boost, lift, and love each other. I think the science of kindness is liftology. In every day of your life, there will be someone who may cross within your sphere of influence, merge onto your daily orbit, and align their pathway for a moment to yours. And you will find in that moment that you are within reach, right next to another child of God, placed where you have been placed for a reason. Perhaps there may be someone at work, or someone in the line as you check out at the store, or at school or even someone at home, across the street, or the person sitting next to you in a crowded holiday airport someday. Wherever your paths may cross, you have the power of Liftology to cheer, to bless, and to brighten their day. Throughout your life, you will do your Liftology work in many places. God knows exactly where you are and where you need to be to lift someone else, and then to be lifted in return. It is all about being in the right place, at the right time, to reach someone, even one. It has always been about reaching the one. And the most interesting thing about reaching out with kindness and love to anyone is that forming that connection, developing that new friendship, and investing in social relationships is the single greatest investment you can make on your journey to find the happy. In the longest-running study of all time called What Makes Us Happy, Harvard scientists were able to identify the life circumstances and personal characteristics that distinguish the happiest, fullest lives from the least successful ones. Their findings were summed up in one word, love. And here's the quote, 70 years of evidence that our relationships with other people matter and matter more than anything else in the world. End quote. Don't you think that that's amazing? Harvard scientists have discovered the power of just love. Because having people around us who we can count on, family, friends, coworkers, multiply our emotional, intellectual, and physical resources, we bounce back from setbacks faster, we accomplish more, and we feel a greater sense of purpose and happiness in our lives. Making a connection with someone can jolt us with positivity in the moment. And then that connection strengthens over time, which raises our happiness baseline permanently. In his book, The Happiness Advantage, Sean Aker compares the power of building social relationships into your life to the power of the offensive line on a football team He explains, When a football team lines up on the field, the quarterback stands behind a line of five oversized human beings crouched down on the turf. This is the offensive line. Just inches away from them awaits the opposing team ready to pounce. At the sound of the whistle, massive muscled bodies come flying forward using every ounce of their weight and strength to rush the quarterback and smash him to the ground. The offensive line is the only thing standing between the quarterback and this charging mass of humanity. They don't score touchdowns. They don't kick field goals. They only have one job, protect the quarterback. But it is the most important job on the field. After all, you can't win a football game if the quarterback is flat on his back before he ever has time to throw. Even though most of us live far removed from the football field, we each have our own version of an offensive line. Our families, our friends, surrounded by these people, big challenges feel more manageable and small challenges don't even register on the radar. Just as the offensive line protects a quarterback from a particularly brutal sack, our social support system prevents stress from knocking us down and getting in the way of us achieving our goals. So in essence, when you invest more in building your own social connection, offensive line, it will help you by finding it easier in your life when you are faced with difficulty, trouble, or challenges, you will be able to see and decode that adversity into a pathway of growth and an opportunity to learn and improve. In any journey to find the happy, it takes effort, action, and consistency, along with being more grateful, watching out for the joy blockers, letting go of grudges, and living in the moment, taking time out of your busy daily schedule to invest in connections with others, and in the wonderful relationships of your life can give you highest returns on your happiness and your health. Harvard's study shows that close relationships, more than money or fame, are what keep people happy throughout their lives. So what can we do to grow more of these connections first? It doesn't have to be long. Even short encounters can form high-quality connections. In fact, any point of contact with someone else can potentially be a high-quality connection. Just a conversation, one email exchange, can give you both a greater sense of vitality and a bounce in your steps for that day. I remember being at school early in the mornings getting ready for the day, and a dear friend would just stick in his head to say hi and welcome to school. Sometimes he would even drop by a mini chocolate treat to say happy Friday. His openness and friendship and energy were contagious, and that short connection would set me up to a higher level every day. So when my students finally came through the door, my smile was genuine, and my effort to connect with each of them was sincere. Other examples of making connections come from my cute sister. She is so great at phone calls and text messages, sometimes just to say hi and how are you, and sometimes to plan a day and a time for lunch. Along with my brother, she really is the glue that keeps our extended family connection connected. Who is the glue on your team? In sports, they call these people the glue guys. Every team needs a player like this, a player who will be the glue that holds the team together. A glue guy quietly holds winning teams together. Glue guys are paramount during the playoffs. Glue guys keep players stuck together at those tough moments when it is most tempting to let go. If you want your team to make a serious run at a conference or league or state championship, then get ready to offer a sincere thank you to your team's glue guy, or you become a glue guy yourself. Maybe you already are the glue guy in your family connections, or at your workplace, or among your friends. If not, then you could include in your action list of how to find more of the happy in your life, a place to place time for making more connections in your life. All it takes is a commitment to build in your life more frequent and positive social interactions. Every time you walk into the grocery store, look up and smile as you cross paths with someone you remember or someone you know. Look them in the eye and say hello and then stand for a moment and just connect. At the office or school, walk out of your room each day on purpose and and find someone to talk to -to face-to-face. It doesn't take long for the connection investment to take place. Express to someone in your social circle gratitude for them, or just send them a short email or something they did that was great, or leave a note on their door to have a great day. You can plant seeds of friendship as you reach out to meet and talk to someone new. You can nurture existing friendships by setting up a monthly place to meet for a cookie treat. You can grow together as you share experiences in your life, in meaningful relationships, as you listen to each other over both good news and bad. Strengthen your connections as you laugh, share, cry, and grow together. As you reach out. Building, connecting, and growing relationships, you will be fueling your own identity as the glue guy. And as a new year glue guy, the close relationships you spend your time investing in, more than money, more than fame, will pay off in life because it is one of the most important things you can do on your journey to find the happy. Research shows that our relationships with other people matter and matter more than anything else in the world because having people around us who we can count on will multiply our emotional, intellectual, and physical resources. We will bounce back from setbacks faster. We will accomplish more. And we will feel a greater sense of purpose in our lives. And then that connection strengthens over time, which raises our happiness baseline permanently. What are you doing in your own life to keep yourself aloft? It's not always easy. There are days when your life will soar and there are days when it will not. But there are many things you can do to add lift to your life. Even on those days when the string gets all tangled around your feet, you will be able to look for the happy. That's what this podcast is all about. We are going on a journey together to look for the happiest moments in everyday life, in all situations that will help you to keep your soul aloft. Be ready, because together we are out to find the happy. Thanks for listening again today and get ready to invest more in your own happy by connecting more with the people all around you. Maybe it's your turn to be the glue guy. Bye for now. See you next time.